Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. It is the rare person that will really look into the Bible and see what God says and try to live by it. That is a very rare thing, but it is something that we have to strive to do. We have to really look at any subject and say, okay, well, what does the Bible say about that? What does God teach about it? And there are, of course, a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas, and, and especially in this age of mass communication, you can find about any information on any topic. But what's the truth? What's the truth of a subject that you're looking at? Well, we need to look and see what the Bible says and how much do we really study the Bible and then apply it. That's a good question for everyone to ask themselves individually because we all have that responsibility. Here's a quote from our correspondence course. This is a free Bible course at thetrumpet.com that you can sign up for. And here's lesson one. It says, the Bible is simply God's divine revelation of basic needed knowledge that man is not capable of finding out for himself by any other means. And so we've learned a lot, mankind has, you know, by doing experiments and looking at the physical realm and and studying the way the earth and the stars move and and, uh, plants grow and things like that. And there's a fair bit we can learn there. But when it comes to God's divine revelation of basic needed knowledge, we can't find that out any other way. You know, what's the truth about subjects such as life after death? Uh, What's the purpose of living? What's the purpose of human life? What's the way to be happy? Is there a particular way that works? You know, you can find a lot of different sources that claim they've got the way to riches and happiness and such. But what is the way? When we study the Bible, we have to really dig into it, spend some time with it, and then we have to put aside our own ideas and opinions and and look into what the Word of God says. And a lot of times what gets in the way of people's study is either, one, they just aren't interested or don't spend time with it, Oh, and secondly, they've got preconceived ideas, and it, and they're trying to read their own preconceived idea into what the Bible says, but we can't be doing that. We do need to be studying God's Word, but we have to be doing it with an open mind and letting God's Word direct us. How can we really find truth? If we don't find it in the Bible, where are we going to find it? Especially in this age of uh, disinformation. Notice uh, a few passages today. We've got a couple to look at, or a few. And um, if you have a Bible handy, be good to get it out, and we could look at these passages together and just see some some of the the instruction that God gives us about how to dig into His Word and and the importance of that. We want to find truth, and we don't want to just take somebody's word for it. We want to make sure it's what God says in the Bible. Notice this: First Thessalonians five. And verse 21, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 21, 
it simply says, prove all things and hold fast that which is good. Now, this means we have to put forth some effort to study the Bible, to prove all things. That takes some work. That takes some study. So we have to study. We've got to prove what the Bible says about any topic, whether it be heaven and hell and some of these ideas that uh, people have heard of and they have some thought and opinion about. But what what does the Bible really teach about it? There are many assumptions But the issue is, and the question is, okay, but what does the Bible really say about it? That's the main concern. We want to know what God says about it. There are so many opinions, but what does the Bible say? 1 Thessalonians 5.21 tells us to prove all things. Get in there and really prove it for yourself and then hold on to it. If you've proved it in the Bible and it's true, well, then hold on to it. Notice this passage in Isaiah 1. Here God is instructing us to, you know, uh, really get into looking at his word and looking at his truth and, and really considering it and really having this relationship with him. Isaiah 1 in verse 18, God says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Eternal, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, and though they be red like crimson, they shall be wool, be as wool. So we have, of course, some correction in God's word because we have to become perfect. We're not there yet, and we have to be growing. But here you can see God wants us to come and reason with him. God loves education, and he loves knowledge, but it has to be right knowledge. It has to be correct knowledge. It has to be a proper education. I mean, a person can be educated in all kinds of lies and repeat the lies, But that's not true education, that's deception. And Satan, who is the god of this world, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4 talks about that, he has deceived the whole world, as Revelation talks about. He's deceived the whole world. There's a lot of education out there, but it's lies, much of it. So God wants us to know his word, and that's why he had it written down. And we should be thankful for that. We have a Bible that we can read. You know, that's not always been the case in man's history. But we have Bibles today, a lot of Bibles. Do we spend time reading them and studying them and and going to them and using them as an actual source for behavior? Okay, well, what should I do? How should I think? What does God's Word say about it? So, again, to reason with God, we've got to put in some effort to read and study the Bible and then believe what it says. That takes effort. That takes study. And there's no way we're going to do that without the effort. We've got to put effort in, and we can see that here. There's an example, and this is a very famous example in the Bible, of the noble Bereans, and this is in Acts 17. Acts 17 and verse 11, talking about the Bereans and and how they did work at their Bible study, and they're really praised for it here. It says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. And we can look at a few points from that, and and one being that they had a readiness of mind. They were ready to learn, to be taught. They weren't uh, having these preconceived ideas. They were ready to learn. They had this open mind to God's word. And then 
they search the scriptures daily to see, okay, well, we've, we've learned something new. Let's go to the Bible and see whether these things were so. Let's see if it's so. We've heard something. It's something maybe we didn't hear before or understand before, and let's go and make sure that it's right. And they did that, and, and they were noble because of it, because they put that emphasis on working at their Bible study. And they weren't closed-minded to God's truth. They were open-minded to it, and they just wanted to go and prove it. And they did so with the right attitude. You know, they didn't jump into their Bibles to try to disprove something that they, you know, had a, an opinion about or prove something by reading into a scripture, something that's not there. They were just open-minded and ready to read and ready to understand uh, what was taught to them and look in the Bible and see if it was so. And then, and then hold on to it, of course. The correspondence course says, study your Bible without prejudice, but be careful to prove all things, as these Bereans did. Search the scriptures, whether those things be so. Read and study your Bible daily. Check up for yourself and see what it really does teach. Don't just assume that what you have always heard and believed is the truth of God. You know, if somebody's not really ever heard anything about God or God's truth, and then their minds are open to it, well, then it's it's new and it's exciting for them. But in a lot of cases, people have heard things growing up, and uh, it's not true. But it's so deeply rooted in the mind that it's hard to come out. But here we can see that we've got to spend time studying God's Word, seeing, you know, what's so, what's true reasoning with God, as we read there in Isaiah. Reason with God. Study. Prove. That takes effort. And really look and see what God's Word says and not be prejudiced. Study the Bible without prejudice, as the Correspondence Course notes. Christ had a lot to say and when he was on this earth, and he was dealing with people that just would not believe what he taught, and they wouldn't believe the Old Testament either, which was what they had at the time. They wouldn't believe it. And he told them <laughs> about that. And uh, notice this passage in John 5, and we'll look at verses 46 and 47. Here he's correcting some the people that he was dealing with. They just wouldn't believe him, and they wouldn't believe what he said. Verse 46, he said, For had you believed Moses... You would have believed me, for he wrote of me. So here Christ is is pointing back to the Old Testament and saying, look, you should look at that. You should look at that, and you should believe it, because Moses wrote about Jesus Christ. Verse 47, for if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? So sometimes people will say, well, you know, they believe in Christ? Okay. Well, do they believe and follow the teachings of Moses? Moses talked about the Ten Commandments. He wrote about that, didn't he? Including the Sabbath day. Well, sometimes people say, yeah, but that that, uh, that, that was done away. Was that what the Bible says? Or is that just what somebody said? Well, that's just what somebody said. That's not in the Bible. God said, well, look, if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me. He wrote of me. But if you don't believe his writings, how should you believe my words? 
Christ didn't say, you know, just believe on my name or, you know, believe that I am Christ. He said, my words, believe my words, believe his teachings, follow them. And he, he says, look, it's like Moses taught. It's like Moses taught. If you believe Moses, you believe me. And of course, the people that Jesus was talking to at that time, they would have said, oh, no, no, we follow Moses. We believe Moses. You know, they were very excited to have Abraham be their father, and they would talk about that. And he said, you know, look, you're not, you're not following what Abraham taught, and you're not following what Moses wrote. Many in Christ's day didn't believe him, and he spoke directly to them. And Jesus, of course, as we've been talking about, he repointed back to Moses and what he wrote. So we need to live by the whole Bible, live by every word, Old Testament and New Testament. That's Matthew 4 and verse 4. We have to live by it, and we have to understand it. See, it takes humility to really study and apply God's word. Humility is essential. And a lot of the people that Christ was dealing with, they just didn't have that humility. Notice Luke 10 and verse 21, something else that Jesus Christ said. Luke 10 and verse 21, he said, In that hour, or it says, In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hid these things, his truth, from the wise and prudent, and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. Now, these are the, the wise of the world. They, they were too arrogant. They wouldn't listen to Jesus Christ. But somebody that's humble, teachable, that person can be worked with. They're like the noble Bereans there. They'll hear something and say, okay, well, let's prove it from the Bible, and then let's do it. It takes a lot of, a lot of humility to do that. Notice this in Isaiah 66 and verse 2. Isaiah 66 and verse 2, again, hitting on the importance of this proper, teachable, humble attitude. Isaiah 66 and verse 2 says, For all those things has my hand made, and all those things have been, says the Eternal. So God, I mean, God's made everything. <laughs> he's, he's, he's God. You know, and that God of the Old Testament there is the God who became Jesus Christ. And the God who became the Father, he made all things through the Word. You can read about that in John. And so, again, he's made everything. But to this man will I look, it says, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembles at my word. And that's talking about a proper humility there where they read the words in the Bible and that they have a certain fear, uh, a respect for God, and they're going to strive to live that way. The correspondence course says, let's be honest. Let's face the facts. There is a cause for every effect. Because man has chosen to go his own way, and has rejected God's revealed knowledge, mankind is reaping the consequences. Man's own ways are the cause of the misery, wretchedness, and trouble filling the world today. Cut loose from God and the understanding of his word, man's misguided scientific and technological genius has led him to the brink of self-annihilation. And we see that everywhere. We see that with the weapons of mass destruction. You know, yeah, man can make some things, but without God's knowledge directing it, what do we do? What do we make? You know, just things to destroy ourselves. 
The quote says, The problem, therefore, basically is theological, as God plainly says in his word. My people are destroyed for lack of true spiritual knowledge. Hosea 4 and verse 6. See, that's what destroys people, a lack of looking into God's word and applying it. God's word, the Holy Bible, gives the solutions to these major global issues. And it also gives us solutions to the problems in our individual lives. That's where we have to go, is to God's word. The question is, is will we study God's word and work to apply its instructions? And that's something we each have a responsibility to do. We have to really get into the Bible and study it like those Bereans did without preconceived ideas. And, you know, if we learn something that's different than what we thought, well, then let's study into it and and make sure we understand it correctly. Notice Matthew 7 and verse 21. This is a really strong warning from Jesus Christ himself and has everything to do with our Bible study and than our application of it. Matthew 7 and verse 21, Christ said, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. So how do we even know what God's will is? How do we have any idea what it is? Well, we have to study to know it. We've got to get into the Bible, study it, understand it, Study to know God's will, and then we've got to do it. We've got to do it. We can't just say, you know, we believe that Christ is Christ and so forth. We have to do God's will. And in order to really know what that is, we have to study the Bible like the noble Bereans did. And to help with that, we've got this wonderful correspondence course. It's free at thetrumpet.com, the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course is free. You can sign up for that. And also, just a whole lot of literature there at thetrumpet.com as well. You can look at the, the, the archives. There's reprint articles. There's books. All kinds of things to help you really get into your Bible and um, help you with your studies. And for those that are willing to really look into it, have the humility to be taught, it begins to solve a lot of problems and bring a lot of blessings into all of our lives. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live By Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.